time in general, and in particular about one of the many delightful pastimes that the coming of spring affords us all. Spring is here, a suffering is here. Life is skittles and life is beer. I think the loveliest time of the year is the spring. I do, don't you? Of course you do. But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me And makes every Sunday a treat for me All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon When we're poisoning pigeons in the park Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me As we poison the pigeons in the park When they see us coming, the birdies all try and hide. But they still go for peanuts when coated with cyanide. The sun's shining bright, everything seems all right when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. La -la. notoriety and caused much anxiety in the Audubon society with our games. They call it impiety and lack of propriety and quite a variety of unpleasant names. But it's not against any religion to want to dispose of a pigeon. So Maybe we'll do in a squirrel or two while we're poisoning fish in the park. We'll murder them all amid laughter and merriment, except for the few we take home to experiment. My pulse will be quickening with each drop of strychnine we feed to a pigeon. It just takes a smidgen to poison a pigeon in the park. everybody it's time for 10 dozen minutes of jake and mr skullhead with jake and mr skullhead let's call this 10 dozen minutes of ear piercing feedback for those of you listening live for those of you not listening live you you won't hear that so let's never speak of it again anyway it's april 8th 2013 and jake is salivating to be on the line with you so let's get him in Hey, buddy. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. How are things? Hold on, I need to turn you up. I need to turn you on. Oh, you don't... You always... Do, do, uh, fuck, man, I forgot how to jokes. <laughs> it's, it's true, it's been two weeks and we're both really rusty at this. Yeah. Also, I'm there... also uh, I'm laden with the dust of a billion pinball machines. Yes, there was ZapCon. How did that go? It was good. It was fun. I think I think people uh, I think people enjoyed it. There was a lot more uh, at the door turnout of attendees than we expected there to be. So it turned out pretty well attended. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was crowded, but not too crowded. You know, it was uh, it was warm, but not too warm. 
I don't know what else. There were video games, but not two video games. It was way more than two video games. It was quiet, but not too quiet. Yeah, I I did like the sound of those drums. Yeah. It was Raph, but not too Raph. Mm-hmm. It was Pac, but not too Pac. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, uh, what can you tell me? Yeah, tell so it was me. good. Um, we we were a little short-handed. We were we were handed short by one uh, hot stuff because hot stuff has been laid up with the. Uh, the GDC plague, which I think is a derivative of the Pax Pox. I got, this is what always happens. We go somewhere, he gets whatever's going around. I get an extremely minor case of it that I'm mostly able to control by drinking whiskey. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, my ass is dragging, man. I got, uh, moved, moved a lot of shit around. And I didn't move half as much shit around as the other guys did. So I Well, you would think that like one of the, bonuses of being the guy who's running the thing is that you make other people carry your shit around. One would hope. Huh, now Skype is telling me there's an internet connection problem between us. But I didn't perceive any internet connection problem between us. No, I think of all the problems between us, internet connection is not one of them. No. Uh, it is a crazy, windy, dusty day today. It's all... It's all I, I don't know that it's a haboob... But there's no, definitely dust it, storm. It's got to be that really dark and like clouds rolling in kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think a haboob is like it's a storm that's like an object as opposed to a storm that's like an ambient condition. Yes. A perfect storm, some would say, if you're a guy who likes dust. A perfect circle, some would say, is a good band if you're a guy who likes tool. Right. Uh, a guy who likes stool. Who likes stool samples mm-hmm. would probably enjoy listening to a perfect circle. Only Tools. if these stool samples were perfectly circular. Tool samples. So somebody who enjoys stool samples from like small rodents, you know. Yeah, you could do or you could do like a core a core drill, you know. What do you call that? A core sample? Yeah. Of poop. Yeah, yeah, where you can like track go back through several meals. Yeah, the sediment layers. Yep. <laughs> I like talking about poop. I, well, apparently we all do, because that's what every podcast uh, immediately... It doesn't even devolve into it. It starts off that way. Yeah. Every single time we get over it. We, so, yeah, it's been a long time. You, uh, I was at GDC, and you were on a trip, and then now we're back. Yeah, we had our little spring break trip to uh, Water Park in the Wisconsin Dells. Mm, it, what are the Wisconsin Dells? It's this weird place, right? Uh, so, like... It's a granite Dells, which I don't know if you can have other kinds of Dells because those are the only Dells I've encountered that okay. aren't, aren't on my desktop. But uh, so it, it kind of looks like Prescott, like the granite Dells outside of Prescott. But for some reason, they like city planners or whatever came together and said, here, shall we build several, like a dozen water parks and indoor theme parks. So there, the place that we went has a giant outdoor water park, which you know wasn't very useful at this time of year, but and a giant indoor water park, and then like Vegas style buffets and game rooms and just all kinds of, of Vegasy shit, except no gambling. Huh. But it it seemed like it just seems like a random thing. You see all of these billboards for all these water parks, just like. I don't think there's anything about the terrain or anything that's especially conducive to water parks, but that's the direction they went. 
So, uh, no, super fun. The kid was sick the whole time, but he hung in there. Oh, he was a kind soldier. Of sick. Uh, he was, like, tired and sniffling and kind of ass dragon, pretty much. And, of course, by the time we got home, so, like, after kind of dragging him around to all these things, aren't you having fun? Isn't this great? Yeah, it's great. We got home, and then he immediately started, you know, Daffy Duck bouncing off the walls. And mm. I got I got super sick. So did fun. you have some good buffet food? Yeah, we had, uh, we went to the Phoebe Buffet for all of our 90s listeners. Just for uh, a sort of a, a phonological palindrome meal? <laughs> no, that was the Lisa Kudrow's name on Friends. Oh, It was I Phoebe see. Buffet. We okay. went to the Jimmy Buffet. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you just eat a bunch of different kinds of dicks. And cheeseburgers in paradise, I feel. Oh, okay. Well, in paradise, all the cheeseburgers are dicks, so yes. You just have of to make course. sure to wear your Jimmy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, according to Wikipedia, Dell is a small wooded valley. Huh. So, I mean, is it granite Dells because there are small... I mean, like, in between, like, threaded through all those Dells are small extremely green valleys in Prescott. Right. Right. Uh, there's a lot of deciduous trees, which are, which are rarish there right. in these little, in these little crevices. I guess the water collects, but yeah, I always thought of the Dells as being the objects themselves that were made out of granite. So it's just in between these giant granite sculptures are the Dells sculptures formations. Yeah, well, the sculptures by God. Yes. So Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. Is, okay, so that's just a city? Yep. And it, it takes is, its name from the Dells of the Wisconsin River. It is a, a weird... Like, uh, it's weird that the downtown of it is very much like a downtown Prescott or Bisbee. It's definitely a, a small town. <clears throat> but then around it are these giant, like, giant Vegas-sized things. For no particular reason, just kind of in the middle of Wisconsin. Hmm. So that was great. So, what's your take on a water park? You are, you are, I think, the only person I know who has been to an indoor water park and lived to tell the tale. That's and that is almost <laughs> undoubtedly not true, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, what what? I've only been to one water park right. in my life, and it was with you, I think. Yeah, wasn't it with you? A while back. Uh, is it in San Diego? No, it was in Florida. Florida. Yeah. 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 It's I mean it's much the same. You just don't uh put on sunscreen. It's a giant room with like water slides that one of the features has to be that the slides, like the tube slides, have part of the tube go outside the building and back in. So it looks really gnarly from the road, but it's not something you can really tell when you're on the slide. Like, oh, I am outside now. It doesn't really happen. Uh, that that part of the slide isn't clear or just like open on the outside. Right. On uh, the bottom. Yeah. Why is that yeah, a they big red a stain? A lot of water. It's, uh... mm. There is a... We didn't stay at this particular hotel with a water park, but there is one that has the world's only looping wa- water slide, which kind of frightens and confuses me. Like there's a crossroads in it? And no, there's a loop. Like a roller coaster loop-de-loop. Whoa, okay. Which means, there, so there's got to be a place for all the water that is running downhill to drain out, right? And then jets to push 
you and to keep the loop wet and to, to get you around that loop. Man. Uh, you don't think that you could, I mean, I feel like you could do, if you were, if, if it was steep enough leading up to it, you could have, you know, the water could just go around the loop. You'd have to be pushing the water pretty hard, though, to keep it from pooling right there. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, right. So I guess there's the whole drowning feature. Right. If you get stuck there. They didn't point out on the billboard that everybody who tried that slide had drowned. But, <laughs> you know, that's not the kind of thing that you would put on the billboard either. Yeah, they probably delete all the Yelp reviews from people who drowned there, too. <laughs> the ones that are just like, glug, 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 <laughs> yes. and zero glug, stars. Glub, 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 zero stars. Pardon me a moment. <laughs> That's going to keep happening. Yeah, you sound like uh, you sound like you got some shit in your face where it don't belong. Yeah, I've tried to... Uh, I even pulled out the old neti pot and uh, came up with a new name for the neti pot. It is now the face douche. Okay. So I, I've thoroughly douched my face. But uh, I mean, this is the tail end of it. I spent an entire day pretty much unconscious, which made me worry about getting blood clots and sent to the hospital again. But Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing that I think about all, right. all the time now. Like if I, if I go to sleep and then I wake up and I find myself I'm in the same position that I was when I went to sleep. You know, like sometimes, sometimes being in my cups will make that happen. Sometimes just being extremely tired sure. will make it happen. Sometimes. And it's always pretty uncomfortable. I mean, you get stiff, but like, I think, huh, well, am I full of blood clots? When I stand up, be, am I going to die? It would have to be in a chair, really. Yeah. You need that, like the knees bent and the, yeah. Oh, were you in a chair a lot of the time when you were pneumoned? Yeah, that was the big thing. Like, I couldn't lie down because there was the stabbing pains in the lungs okay. which I should have just went hey stabbing pain in the lungs probably means I should go back to the doctor and say I know you said that this was nothing to worry about but maybe it should be mm -hmm. should be worrying a, st a stab of pain to the lungs is my second favorite Coldplay album <laughs> that is actually the name of my Coldplay cover band mm -hmm. yeah but uh, yeah so I spent like an entire evening sleeping in the chair and then most of the next day in the chair Phew. So is that what they mean when they say they're giving you the chair? It's a means of execution where they just make you sit down until you get a deep vein th thrombosis. Exactly. Yeah, and then maybe it kills you. <laughs> like it just sort of depends. I guess you'd get multiples over time. Well, then, uh, then I no longer feel bad about sleeping. I no longer feel that sleeping is the thing that's going to kill me. I just right. think it's the thing that's going to continue to fuck up my shoulders all the time. When you uh, when you sit down to like game or something though, you should stand up every hour, a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, I I'm too fidgety to not do that anyway. All right. And uh, I pretty much always. I, I don't know where the I don't know where the 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 clots go. Are they in your thighs? Are they in your calves? Uh, they were in my thighs. Mm. They can be found uh, many places in the body, and not even just my body. Oh, really? I thought all DVTs were on you. Yeah. Stand up, you bastards. I'm getting really sick of this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, so you water parked. Uh, how's Ollie with water? Uh, he was pretty good. He's not a huge fan of dunking his head or getting splashed in the <laughs> face, which I addressed as any good father does by splashing him in the face a bunch. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we like it was kind of hard to avoid. The whole kids area had big, like big water guns <coughs> that were on you know like on a stand, so you could grab a couple of handles and spin them around and squirt people. <coughs> so he just kind of had to get used to it. He likes him a water slide, so that's good. Huh. We couldn't couldn't take him on the bigger slides because he's too little to sit. Even, like, inside of an inner tube. It just kind of looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to just trade off so my wife and I could go on them all. One at a time. Yep. You didn't just, like, leave your kid with somebody in the locker room? No. Thought about it. Yeah. yeah. There seems about seemed to be, you know, some nice people. I'm sure that they could have taken care of our child for a minute. Some guy's taking a real keen interest in him. It does make you think, though, when you, when you have the kid... At the water park, like, all of this is technically fatal to him if we're not watching him just right. Like, even the six inches of water in the kid's splash zone, potentially fatal to a kid if you're not not looking. So that's a little weird. Like, why am I just bringing my kid to this place where he could die at any moment? Well, I mean, I, I don't, so I don't mean to trivialize the 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 concern here but i sort of thought that most when kids drown it is almost exclusively like kids that are younger than ollie and like wholly unattended in a pool right like if if you give a kid a half an hour in a pool and he's unable to get out he will drown well like a minute is enough in the right circumstances, right? Sure, and yeah. Those circumstances I mean, no, I'm not, not saying that if your likely. kid was trying to drown himself that he wouldn't have been able to at this water park. I'm just thinking, like, how... Like, like it seems like you'd though. have to... It seems like you would notice, or somebody would yeah. notice. Well, we would, because we keep watching him, you know? But it's still, like, a... I don't want him out of my sight for a second. I don't want yeah. him to, like, trip and fall and whack his head and just inhale lungs full of water and that'd be it. Yeah. But, uh... I don't know, there's, like, the level of acceptable risk goes down considerable when it's your kid. Like, I I don't want him taking chances that I would take, but I'm going to have to let him, you know? Yeah. I can't just be like, you can't do all of these things that I did when I was growing up, because I can't stand the thought of you dying, you know? Are you going to, what, what are you going to do when he asks you for a skateboard? I'm going to tell him, uh, I'm going to buy him a motorcycle. Okay. That's what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him I'm going to buy him a motorcycle. And okay. hopefully that'll be the end of it. And okay. I won't actually have to do so, it. So, Dad, can I have a skateboard? Someday, son, I will buy you a motorcycle. Okay. I guess this was a pretty good birthday. <laughs> Quality parenting. <laughs> uh, I never got a skateboard, but I did get a motorcycle. Yeah. I, uh... I had a skateboard for a while. Mm-hmm. Probably was coming out of having a skateboard right around when I met you. Okay. But was never any good with it, because it was kind of a cheap skateboard and very wobbly. So any any grade more than, like, a very slight one was enough to make me just bail off the thing. Okay. You didn't ever do any sweet combos? No. I, I had it for two or three years and just never got any good at it. 
I uh, I rode a skateboard for a minute today, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I a real uh, one so, or just like well, some furniture pallets. Wes, no, Wes, Wes had. Uh, Wes gets around town on a skateboard sometimes. Apparently, okay. I learned. He needed to. He, he he went from his house to the venue where Zapcon was on a skateboard. It's, <clears throat> and so today, one of the things that we were moving was his skateboard. <clears throat> and I uh, I got on it and I rode from one end of the moving truck to the other, and I stopped when I hit the wall, and then I turned around like I. I don't know why I bothered trying to do this because I would have thought that it was a thing that I couldn't do, but I just did that thing where you're on a skateboard and then you like kick the back down and spin it around and then you're facing the other direction. Sure. I that, did that. That I can I, do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's apparently a trick I can do on a skateboard. Did um, you do the, uh, Marty McFly? Uh, like sketch behind a car. No, just the, uh, for some reason I thought the coolest thing you could possibly do was stomp the back of the board and launch the board up and catch it and walk off with it. Okay. I was really impressed with that back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked my way up to doing that, which is, is not very hard and really not very impressive, but it looked so cool when you did it. It did, yeah. I think it was probably the vest. Yeah. Everything looks cool in a puffy vest. Yeah, that's just science. Ah, oh, boy. Um, hey, are you going to see Jurassic Park 3D? Probably not. Oh, really? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Jurassic Park again in a theater, but I would probably see it in 2D. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's going to be an option. Well, then I won't. Uh, most of the 3D re-releases they've been doing, they've had a a regular flavor, too. Mm. It's just, like, depending on how shitty my sinuses are in a day is how well the 3D is going to work. Because that seems to have something to do with how well my eyes will track. Huh. Like how far my eyes will cross. So, it's always just kind of a crapshoot. Am I going to see 3D or am I just going to see double images most of the movie? So Gross. Yeah, I just have a like eye of random laziness. Maybe you should carry a neti pot with you all, all the time. Yeah. What's that? My face douche. My face douche. Yeah. And you we can just went, fill, uh, it. You fill it out of a drinking fountain or you know, just dip it in the toilet. Right. Because, you know, brain-eating amoebas. I still, like, that's... There are really long odds, you know, the thousands of people who are getting water in their noses versus the, like, three who have died from brain-eating amoebas. Mm. But I've decided that those odds cannot be long enough for me. I will always boil the water before it goes up my nose. No no face-eating amoeba is going to be eating my face. I just microwave it to make it kind of tepid. That ought to do. Try to get it to about body temperature. I know that brain-eating amoebas hate body temperature. Yeah, that, that's why they eat the brain. They're just so upset. I use water. I use filtered, uh, reverse osmosis filtered water. And I think it specifically says on there that it gets brain-eating amoeba out of the water. Right, right. Again, science. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, for a while, like the reason why I stopped using the neti pot, actually, is I like to use warm water. And when I started using distilled water because of the brain amoebas... I had to, uh, I didn't want to, like, heat the water up and then inevitably heat it too far and then have to cool it off again and then it would be too cold. So I just kind of stopped using the neti pot. Mm. I, uh, I moved my, I moved my upstairs microwave out of the closet and onto my bathroom counter. Uh, I did that when I was recovering from surgery because I was supposed to use the neti pot, like, once an hour. 
Oh lord. <clears throat> um, and I, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna keep fucking carrying this thing downstairs when it hurts to move. Uh, and but then I just left it there, and so now, now instead of uh, you know my my deodorant and my toothpaste and stuff being on the counter next to my sink, it's on top of a microwave on the counter next to my sink. Huh. Um, and it's one of those microwaves that you would love that just has like a sort of a knob that's like eh kind of like a minute-ish I guess <laughs> is the sort of instruction that you give to this microwave um, what is it with you and uh, sub subpar microwaves well so I think what it is is I insist on I mean you'd probably think the microwave in my kitchen is great because it's the one that came with my house so because it is a microwave that I didn't choose it is a microwave with a thousand times as many controls as a microwave needs i would prefer just a i don't care how many extra buttons it has as long as it has actual buttons for numbers of seconds that i put in and mm -hmm. maybe a button to add 30 seconds at a time yeah i mean i would not but i don't want a I, fucking analog microwave i mean i just don't mind it like you know when I go, what, here's, here's what I use microwaves for. I use microwave to heat up my neti pot, which is like, I just turn the crank and then I wait about as long as I think it takes a neti pot to get warm. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it's too hot and sometimes it's not hot enough. And either of those things are just fine. You know, <laughs> like it's just not that big a fucking deal. And uh, then I use it to uh, heat up the, my uh, stupid hippie buckwheat neck heat pad thing oh those things are great yeah no i love it i don't think I they're a hippie so much as like grandma yeah are they grandma yeah they, i mean they always they, they're always like it is very difficult although i finally mine mine started falling apart at the seams again and it got, like i had repeatedly like stitched stitched it up as holes emerged in it but it's just getting too uh threadbare so i ordered another one off of amazon and was able to just get one that was just a solid color uh the the least hippie thing I was able to find last time I bought one was like that print with the like moons and stars on it, like a like a wizard's robe would be made of. <laughs> um, but it was like either that or flowers. Uh, yeah, you know, it's weird, man. But, like I've only ever seen those for sale at a kiosk in the mall, right? Which I almost feel like. The way that you can tell whether something is a thing that you totally don't need or not is if it comes from a kiosk in the mall, it is something that you totally don't need. Yeah, but then by that definition, you would include remote control helicopters, and I think I'm going to have to go to the mats for that one. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think everybody needs at least one remote control helicopter in their life. As a kid, I got a giant uh, styrofoam airplane. You know those like gliders that you that you throw that are you know maybe have like a five foot wingspan. Sure. My parents got me one of those <gasps> for kiosk in the mall. That was pretty. That was pretty exciting. I guess if you're like discounting toys for those of us who are who never grew out of toys, there's nothing in a mall kiosk that you need. You know, so my 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 ex wife swore by proactive products and. Some of them did stuff, I will acknowledge, right? Like, 
I think that there is a product that Proactive makes that actually like helps make acne go away. Right. Right. And I believe that that was real. And I guess for some people, the dandruff shampoo probably worked, but I used it for years and uh, still had dandruff all the time. And then I, I decided to begin what has turned into a four-year experiment to just stop using shampoo at all. And I still have dandruff all the time, but uh, now I'm not hurting myself with some sort of crazy, tingly, piercing medicinal shampoo. Yeah, so, like, you made peace with the dandruff. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just stopped wearing black shirts. Yeah, I've never noticed a flake on you. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I can, uh, at any point, if you said, hey, uh, hey, Zach, make it snow, <laughs> I, I could do so. Like, it, uh, like if you look at, if you look at, like, the crease it behind my chair, uh, my office chair, it, I could come up with probably half a cup of skin flakes. <laughs> um, my my car just fills up with them. The weirdest recipes in the world call for yeah. No, I know. Any, anywhere points. anywhere that I spend a bunch of time just sitting there, and you know I'm not like consciously avoiding like scratching my head or whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. It's super yeah. gross, and it's just always been there. And I've tried every dandruff shampoo, and none of them do a goddamn thing. So I just was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, at least you're not uh, poisoning yourself with like sodium lauryl sulfate because. I heard that causes cancer in rats. You know, I I actually, the thing that I like about the toothpaste that I use is that it doesn't have sodium lauryl sulfate in it because I, I think it's weird that they add a product to toothpaste to just trick you into believing that your teeth are cleaner right? by doing something weird to your taste buds. Yeah. You know? Um, but although I did... And I mean, this is this is a Wikipedia claim, but there was at least tentative evidence suggesting that for people who get a lot of canker sores, avoiding sodium lauryl sulfate decreases the incidence of canker sores, hmm. which I could believe. I mean, it clearly is it clearly is is performing some substantive act on your mucous membranes in your mouth. Yeah. And since they don't know what causes canker sores, who knows if that's something related or not but i can understand why somebody would feel you know like i bet my mom would use my toothpaste and then say it doesn't feel like my teeth are clean i'm switching back to colgate or something right. and yeah whatever when i use when i have to use somebody else's normal toothpaste now i feel like i'm brushing my teeth with candy see there's got to be there's got to be some kind of middle ground and maybe you found something different since back in the day. Between the, like, disgusting bullshit that you used to use, that just is the bitterest, grossest thing I've put in my mouth on purpose. Wait, you're talking about me? Yeah. The, what, the, did I, what did I use? The that straight was up Tom's of Maine, like, baking soda and baking soda with baking soda toothpaste. Huh. Like, I feel yeah. like there's got to be the middle ground between that and the just spearmint sugar candy sugar toothpaste right? yeah i mean i think like the, basically times of maine stopped making every product that i liked um and so now what i use i mean i don't mind their 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 uh they just have like peppermint 
you know, it's like a peppermint toothpaste. I think it probably still has baking soda in it because it's what you do. That's how you clean your teeth and make your fridge smell minty fresh. Right. I actually just put sodium lauryl sulfate in my fridge. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cleans it, it up fine. My Sometimes I'll fill can- my neti pot with sodium lauryl sulfate and just... Uh, my fridge is getting canker sores now. Rinse but- everything. Oh, that sucks. I've stopped using soap on my body and shampoo on my hair, and now I use shampoo on my body and soap on my hair. Okay. It's pretty much the way that your body is designed to handle those things. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So, uh, we, uh, at GDC, Emily, uh, Emily was, was hanging out with uh, Phil Fish and his girlfriend the whole time. Phil Fish is the guy that made Fez uh, for the Xbox. Oh, Xbox. Yeah. And Phil Fish and I are totally no shampoo buddies. Ah. Yeah. And I was like, Man, we both have real ratty, greasy hair. This rules. I'm, I'm reasonably sure that if I quit, like shampooing my scalp and beard, that it would eventually, the like the greasiness is probably compensating for the fact that I strip all the grease out of it every other day or so. Yeah, I mean, do you you don't use conditioner probably? No, like when I have winter beard, I use conditioner on the beard. Otherwise, it gets really scratchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for. For the regular spring and summer quaff, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, broadly speaking, I I tend to, on the surface, go along with or, 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 or accept arguments like, well, you know, we're designed to operate in a state of nature, so, like, anything that we do that is that seems weird is, you know, it's not, like, something that we have to do, right? But then I, but then I remember that, we should totally be dead by now. Right. So, like, whatever. You know, I don't like wearing shoes, but I do because otherwise it will fuck me all up. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I only wear shoes when I run. <laughs> otherwise, I just <laughs> walk around barefoot. Right. Oh, man. I don't remember the last time I ran. Yeah, I tend to not. I guess there was a time a few Comic-Cons ago where I was real drunk, and uh, Roy's wife got in a shopping cart, and I ran down the street pushing her in the shopping cart, and we went, Woo! Then you realized, like, fuck, this is why I don't run. I ran for, like, a block, and I just... (sighs) Yeah. You know, I have that cold weather and exercise asthma, so... I can't exercise or be in the cold. Mm-hmm. That's just science. That's just medicine, medicine, medical science. Man, we went to we went to uh, pick up some video games from a guy's house, and uh, his wife was like, "He'll be right with you." Um, he has a his arm is injured, and he was wearing a cast, and his cast triggered an asthma attack in our cat. And he's in the back giving the cat its asthma medicine. And and he came back and he was totally holding like a, like a, like an inhaler with a weird rubber gasket to go on a cat's face. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, and I like, you know, there's a big part of me that's like, you know how you cure a cat's asthma? A, a bag with some rocks in it. I mean, I wouldn't... 
I don't have it in me to kill an animal. Like, when our hamster lost one of its feet, and everyone was just like, put it in a shoebox and run over the shoebox with your car. Just like, I, I don't have it in me to kill an animal, but I also, like, if one of my cats had, you know, cat cancer and needed $2,500 in surgery, my thought would not be, oh god, how am I going to make the payments on this surgery? Mm-hmm. My thought would be, I will miss that cat a little bit. Because, like, yeah. I, you know, I feel like I made a contract to take care of this animal, and they're, like, part of my family, but they're not people, you know? I, I, yeah. I just don't see, like, the people going broke or you know, devoting their entire life to caring for a sick pet. It's like, these are creatures that will die in 12 years anyway. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Man, what if that cat is... What if that cat's asthma is triggered by cat dander? Oh, the cat that's allergic to cats is no fun. Yeah, because I've never known somebody with asthma that the asthma wasn't triggered by cats. Yeah. Or who didn't have... Uh, that's. I, I guess I only know one guy with asthma, and he's also allergic to cats. <laughs> so, this is not a sufficient data set for me to draw any real conclusions. Nevertheless. Yeah, I don't know. It was a really gigantic house full of video games. So, I mean, they must be doing something. Maybe it's a magic cat that grants wishes. And that's <laughs> why it's vitally important that they keep this cat alive. Yeah, this cat poops golden eggs. Huh. You'd, you'd think you'd just find what the cat is eating. <laughs> so that you can shit golden eggs? Well, yeah. I mean, I think... Okay. So, I think I would rather collect gold from my own shit regularly than give a cat medicine that I have to like hold the cat down and hold a thing on the cat's face and make it breathe it. Right. Because that cat doesn't fucking understand. No, every time the cat is going to feel like it's dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I would rather just eat stuff and then poop in a colander. (laughs) You know, because I would just... If this just became a thing that I did, I would work out a system for it, and it just wouldn't be that big of a deal anymore, right? I don't know, but you could pretend the cat was Bane while you were giving it the asthma medication. <laughs> I guess. Do you feel in charge? It would remind you of Bane every time, and that's hilarious. Okay, so check this. Check this out. Here's what you do. You get one of those... Uh, you know how you can get, like, a bidet... I guess in India they do this now because of the the way that uh, traditional Indian butt wiping works. Uh, You get a toilet, but the toilet also has one of those sprayers like you'd like for your dishes, you know, for you to use to clean your ass when you're done, you're done taking a dump. So what you do is you take a dump into a colander, clean up normally, and then put the colander in the toilet seat, right? Like balance it above the toilet. And then use the sprayer to dissolve the turds, and then all that's left is the golden eggs. Oh. See, because okay. I'm assuming that if they were small enough to be shat out by a cat, that they would be, you know, pretty well engulfed by, yeah, by you your can, man-sized turds. But you can eat way more than of whatever's causing your turds to be gold than a cat can. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. No, what if it doesn't work? What if you eat it and then you just take normal dumps? Oh. 
or if the, your particular gut flora turns whatever it is into like barbed wire instead of gold, then you're going to be really upset. Yeah, I think what you need to do is you need to find a guy that you can pay and, you know, cut into your gold poop uh, profit a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're not taking any risks at that point. <laughs> It'll cut into your bottom line. Huh? <laughs> hey. the, the barbed wire cut into your bottom. Huh? Uh. You just well, we're back to poop, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Fucking head. My fucking yeah. head, man. It's my head, Schwartz. It's my head. Your head white? No, I was just quoting being John Malkovich. For oh. no reason. Oh. Because my head is shorting out. Head. Uh, do you want to get into... Uh, so I think we're on our um, new paradigm for shows where we... We uh, don't take a musical break in the middle. Okay. Because the player's all fucked up. So right. So do, do you want to get into the KOL discussion? Because because our players are all fucked up. That too. Yeah, and then and then maybe bail at 20 to 8 or whatever. Yeah, we'll take our mid-musical break at the end. Call it? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me go to this here <sighs> forum thread. Come on. Come on. <sighs> Uh, Wax says, Scully, have you read Anathem? It's, uh, and Jick too, I guess. I suppose I equate hasn't read Pratchett to doesn't read anything good. Jick, how was the Twilight series? Hey, Scully has read the Twilight series and I have not. I have not either. Oh, you read the first one. I know. I read the first page of the first one. Oh, I thought you said you read the book. That that was pretty great is, uh, John dies at the end. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was good. The movie was pretty damn good, too. The book was super good, and I'm on the sequel called uh, This Book is Full of Spiders. Seriously, dude, don't touch it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it it strikes me as something that you or I could have written, and maybe maybe I still will someday. But uh, fun, like, shaggy dog, aliens running around story. Hmm. I read read Jam by Yahtzee Krosha. Actually, I did not finish reading Jam by Yahtzee Krosha. I got about two-thirds of the way through it, and it was like, eh, okay. This is pretty funny, but I'm not going to take it with me on a trip or something. I did read his part. His Mog World was really good. Um, hmm. You know, I'm beginning to think that I might just start getting books on my phone because I got a book on my phone, and a week later I had read that book. Right. Uh, which has not happened with a real physical book in quite a while. I am loving the hell out of the Kindle. The Paperwhite that I got. Oh, yeah? Is because it's just the text for reading is somehow prettier, and it doesn't have the same kind of eye fatigue that sets in eventually when you're reading on a, mm-hmm. a backlit screen. So, yeah, I'm reading the shit out of books on that. Weird thing is, so we got a tablet for, you know, to keep the kid busy in the car when we're driving for four hours to Wisconsin, and that made kind of a shitty e-reader. It just could not get the fonts to look right on it, and it kind of hurts your head after a while. Like, it's excellent for gaming and stuff, but definitely the, like, dedicated e-reader is the way to go. Hmm. The Kindle app is fine on, on the phone. I uh, 
It is, but the phones are so small. Yeah, I spend so much time reading on my phone, though, like just reading web pages and stuff, that it's not, I've gotten used to it. And I guess, I think that's the deal, right? When I'm bored and I pull my phone out to, like, check my email and check Twitter and, you know, maybe, like, look at websites or whatever, if I'm in the middle of reading a book, what I will do instead is I will pull my phone out and read a few pages of a book. Hmm. And I feel like it's a way to trick myself into taking that, like, just fucked up, lame impulse to constantly be fucking with my phone and turn it into something that's actually edifying. Sure. Uh, do you guys have lawns? Continues Whack. What would be some great new age and or modern ways to get kids off them? I have I have a lawn. Are you? Do you have grass? Yeah, you have uh, near irrigated. Uh, well, I was and I mean now it's yeah, there's there's grass. Yeah. I have a lawn. I, I do, but I just don't give a shit whether it's green or not and whether or not there are kids on it. So. I mow I mow the lawn at the office, but it's not really a lawn anymore. It's just whatever weeds have grown yeah. in, in place of a lawn that once was. Uh, so that's pretty gross. And I, I mean, at my house, I have a guy that does it. So it stays real, real nice all the time. Um, we were just remarking on how beautiful the lawn was today uh. and how... How beautiful! The lawn is in the front of the house, which we never use for anything. Is it all zeriscaped in the back? No, it's just uh, it's the a lot of the sprinklers are broken, uh. right? And so it's like it's like a bunch of fruit trees and not a lot of uh, not a lot of lawn. Gotcha. You know, it just uh, it never and plus the backyard is like surrounded by walls and trees, so it doesn't get a lot of sun. And so that's yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't want a lawn to get in the way of the gross green pool. Right. Change that contrast. Uh, I never like the neighbors' kids are always on my lawn, and I just don't care. Yeah, I kind of thought like when I became a homeowner and it was my lawn that I would want to make sure it was green and freshly manicured and people weren't walking on it. And it, nope, I really don't have that landscapers like i don't have that sense of ownership i just really don't care at the office i will run people out of the yard because it's invariably just some like crackhead or like some little shit kid that is gonna ruin something right like so basically at home i don't mind when the rich white kids are on my lawn because i know if they break something their parents will be able to afford to pay for it right at the office, their parents are probably fucking hobos. I, I saw... Uh, when I was, I was walking back, uh, I was getting my mom lunch while she was working the registration desk at Zapcon. And uh, I was like, I saw a hobo do something that impressed me. So when he asked me for a quarter, I gave him one. Um, huh. he, was, he was trying to run a pigeon off, and he did so by just spitting on it. <laughs> like, ah, okay, I like the cut of your jib, hobo. <laughs> uh, psychosis jar for CDN. Whack, you try uh, so hard. And we love you for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, so all the old content familiars would be gone. Yeah, I would say your uh, sandworms and pixies would be the saddest to see go. Yeah. I would miss, I would miss the arcade. 
Uh, are we only meant to make one of either the gladiators or scholars merkin masks? Fortunately for me, I had gotten the diving helmet in a previous ascension, so I had an extra bubbling stone and some spare uh, fuck you got minium, so I can make both. But what about people who can't and have to do another ascension? It takes time leveling up to hit the sea. I'm not going to choose between the two paths yet because I don't want to get locked out of any temple content that I might want to see later. Well, you can do... You can only do one temple unlock, right? Like, once you have... Once you've been crowned champion in the Colosseum, you can't use the scroll anymore. And once you've completed the prophecy, you can't go into the Colosseum anymore. Um, and that's just because of the way that the temple is going to work in the end. But uh, a lot of people don't realize this because it doesn't explicitly spell it out. Uh, Grandma will turn one of the masks back into the crappy mask for you so that you can't get stuck. Because otherwise, yeah, you'd, like, you'd get down there and if you were partway through the gym and you made the, if you made the gladiator mask, you suddenly wouldn't be able to put on the outfit to adventure in the gym anymore. And we were like, oh, fuck. Oh, right. We solved this problem already. Uh, Strong Bath fan says, so wait, maybe I missed something, but are the Crackpot Mystic, the Bounty Hunter Hunter, and the Untinker all the same guy just running around between three huts? Okay, what he actually wrote was untinkerer, which, guys, guys, he is an untinker, not an untinkerer. He does not untinker things, he untinks things. Right, jeez. So a tinker was a person that worked with tin, right? Right. That's what tinker means? <clears throat> and a tailor was someone who worked with tays. Wait, really? No. Like Tay Zonday? Tay, and Tay Diggs, yeah. Tay no. Diggs and Tay Zonday. So they all went out of business. Oh, man. Uh, remember, uh, you don't remember this because you weren't on this trip. I think it, I was on some math field trip and uh, in high school. And there was, a, there was a store, a convenience store called Come and Go that we saw, which was C-U-M and the apostrophe and apostrophe Go. Right. Uh, which we thought was hilarious. And so we started trying to come up with other uh, alternatives to it. And uh, in that car, uh, I, I proposed jizz and jet, and somebody else proposed shoot your load and hit the road. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, whatever happened to the plans for Fernsworthy's? Is it still buried somewhere on CDM's to do list? Yeah, they're, they're. I saw Riff and CD Moyer trying to work out a less complicated version of the puzzle that Chris got stuck implementing and just sort of and I like this is this is a hallmark of the way that I run things that like it's like oh you just don't feel like doing this okay we'll just leave it for a couple years like because the fact that he didn't want to do it probably means that it wasn't going to be fun you know and and you know we never really we probably should have just buckled down and implemented it and tried it out but like yeah I don't know it was it was real complicated, and I'm thinking that maybe Riff is working on something that's less complicated now. That stuff is all like, it's like super ready to go. It'll need like probably a day or a two days worth of art from me. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, I feel like there's been no dearth of content rollouts lately, so I'm not, you know, crazy driven to like, oh fuck, we got to get something, we got to get something out there. There's also a there's also a missed quest mostly implemented. Uh, let's see. Cannonfire forty says so. Given that this is for the Monday show, mind doing a bit of a retrospective on the sea now that all its content will presumably be out. 
On the other hand, if the title I gave Jake turns out to be literal, mind doing a retrospective on the C anyway, and also an ETA on the release date. Uh, you know, it depends. I don't know how how long I'm on the hook for delivering fucking arcade games and pinball machines tomorrow. Huh. Uh but I, I am guessing that the next phase will roll out either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, it's there. A lot of that, I was able to assign a bunch of work before I disappeared up Zapcon's ass and all that work got done. And, uh, so now it's just a little bit of, a little bit of TLC from me, a little bit of art and, uh, get it into testing and it'll be fine. Uh, also, any news on when the Thursday show will be uploaded? I couldn't catch it, and I'm interested in listening to it. Uh, I finally got around to uploading that today, um, and I will also publish the the most recent video games hot dog uh, tonight. I'll try to. Uh, here's a suggestion, says Casey Wiederman. Give the fax machine a seven-day counter like the Crimbo tree. Ta-da! No longer developer soul-crushingly overpowered. Mm. Mm. I bet that would uh, I bet that would get us burned at the stake. Dars says one. Is there a specific reason Merkin items are all compound words? Dig pick, thing pound, etc. Is it something about Merkin culture, or were you just looking for an easily identifiable shtick for them to have? Well, I was looking for an easily identifiable shtick about Merkin culture for them to have. Right? I mean, they probably just did the first few and like, oh, that's that's funny. They all are of this same form, so then let's keep making them of this same form. Yeah, they just talk like that. Damn. Two, is there some way we could see our current diving ability? If I have six different items and effects that make me a better diver, what does that mean exactly? Maybe something like an oxygen meter or pressure gauge in the character pane, like the extreme meter from the snowboard? <sighs> yeah, that is like a thing we would do now. Yeah. Uh, will the extreme meter ever be shrunk down, says Snave, to the 10% or whatever it requires to stop obliterating the default width frames? The width of the largest zombie horde seems to be about the present limit. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny that it introduces a scroll bar. Uh, Nightball says, did you listen to the discussion of combat initiative and traps as they relate to moxie classes on the most recent, quote, Monday show? Quote, if you haven't, you should. We're getting better at this. If so, what did you think about it? Uh, when the eventual class revamps hit, how are you planning to make the Disco Bandits and Accordion Thieves feel more sneaky and subtle? Right now, their thing is not getting hit and pickpocketing, which isn't really very sneaky feeling in terms of gameplay. Yeah, agreed. Um, I did not listen to it, but I will. I would be more likely to listen to it if I didn't have to be sitting at a computer to listen to it, which I do because, because I refuse to use iTunes on the PC. There is no way for me to put an MP3 on my phone and listen to it. Mm. Um, although I did a sneaky trick thing where I have like a fake podcast feed that I can connect to podcast software to and sort of arbitrarily download MP3s as podcasts. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah. Work Perch says... How about an option to switch the horrid thing off altogether? It is by far the most annoying thing in the game, visually distracting and just plain awful. I now know there exists a Grease Monkey script that knocks it out, but many players may not want to use that or even be aware of it. That's It's fine because many players think that the extreme meter is fucking rad. Also, I did not imagine that that would be the route up the the hill that people would take, which is why I felt like it was okay to put this thing that I knew that, like, boring optimizers would hate I, I i must have just fucked up and not 
made the ninja side a shortcut. Another question. Do you ever dream about the game? If so, are they sexy dreams about the naughty, naughty sorceress? I very rarely dream about KOL. I frequently dream about KOL, but it's always that the game has evolved into like a an open world, like Grand Theft Auto kind of game, or like a kart racing game or something, and or a stage show, and I'm always like, God, why didn't Zach tell me that they were going to do this? <laughs> I was still, like, for weeks, when I went to a... I had the dream that I went to a theater, and the, the trailer that they acted out before the play was uh, just, like, a spinning saber-toothed lime. It was, like, coming out, coming next to this theater, the Kingdom of Loathing, the musical. It's like, how could he, without consulting me? This is, this is what I was born to write. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I like. I don't. My video game dreams are always of a very similar form to one another where I am playing a game, but also doing what the game is about. Uh-huh. Right. There's just there's just sort of like it's like a thing is happening on multiple levels. And it's like, oh, well, when I close my, like, when I'm doing this thing and I close my eyes, I can see myself on the map of the of the video game screen or whatever. Or I go to a subscreen to get some information. I I will have a lot of dreams where there is textual information to be gleaned from touching various things, uh-huh. right? Like I am, like I gain the ability to like look at the descriptions of things that are in the real world. By, by touching them and then consulting a subscreen where the information is always spelled out in the like standard Nintendo font. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last night I dreamt, says Wirt Perch, that I was fighting an irritating series of random encounters sans culottes, in case you were wondering. Uh, Felony says, what in-game reference TV show or movie would you most highly recommend? I recently watched The Lost Room just to see what The Lost Key was all about and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, fuck man. Speaking of, speaking of things that are like dreams... That show is structured like a dream. Yep, that was some good stuff. Uh, what in-game reference TV show or movie? Deadwood. Because we referenced the Deadwood tree, which right. I think calls you a motherfucker. Or a cocksucker? Yeah. yeah. I guess a cocksucker as well. Yeah. 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 What would you recommend, Mr. Skullhead? Oh, My Little Pony. Jurassic Park 3D. You know, I looked, I was looking at a wiki about characters in the My Little Pony universe. Right. And there were a lot of them that I was like, this is pretty fucking clever. Yeah. Like, this seems like maybe a thing that I would like if I watched it. I mean, it's hard to argue from a kind of like a... I don't feel passionately about the show at all, but I really enjoyed watching it, and I'll watch any more of it that comes out, you know? I don't think it's brilliant, and I don't need to see any of the ponies fucking each other. But honestly, I would I would give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. WVO Quine writes one. Have you found any academic writing about video games to be worthwhile or illuminating, or do you think it's all mostly a sham? Have you read an Ian Bogos, Alexander Galloway, Brian Sutton Smith, Nick Monfort, or Janet Murray? Um, I have read. I read Racing the Beam, which is by Ian Bogost and Nick Monfort, and that was fucking great. 
I really, really like that book a lot. Um, it's just about uh, guys making games for the Atari 2600 back in the day and how difficult it was and how clever they were for figuring out how to do the stuff that they did. Um, I am on the toilet slogging through... Uh, I don't even know. I think the title of the book might just be 10 print. And it is, it is an attempt to write a, a critical book about a body of work. That is this single line Commodore 64 basic program that just randomly prints a forward slash or a backslash and makes a maze, right? A maze looking thing. And it is, I think a lot of a lot of what they are trying to do is make video games boring in an attempt to legitimize them. Uh. Right? Like you you know, U- Ulysses is maybe just a bunch of words until somebody writes a bunch of really boring books about it and then it becomes a seminal work of literature. Right. And it 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 kind of seems like that's what some stuff is trying to do. Like I keep trying because I want that to be a thing, but then I realize, like, you know, I would not read, I would not read a book like this about a poem that I really liked. Huh. Why am I reading a book like this about video games? Like what? Like, like, high-minded academic discourse about something is not like. So I feel like. The, the, Idle Thumbs, for instance, is a very high-minded discussion of video games interspersed with a lot of fart jokes and stuff, which is great, Uh right? And it's by people who, like, I cannot imagine Ian Bogost playing and enjoying a video game, (laughs) right? Just having, like, seen him talk and, ah, man, I went up to him to shake his hand and tell him that I liked his book, and he thought that I just wanted one of his stupid ribbons. So he just handed me one of his ribbons, and then turned around, and I had to, like, get his attention again to tell him the thing that I was going to tell him. And then he just kind of nodded and was like, ah, uh-huh, and turned away. Like, uh-huh. I don't want to talk to you, faggot. That was, that was, that was the subtext. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that was actually the subtext. But, but I was like, man, I don't... And I think I ended up giving the... Uh, giving the ribbon to Emily, and so now there's a ribbon in her card that says, don't clone my indie game, bro. Oh, boy. Because that was a meme that he was trying to perpetuate, which I was like, I don't even agree with this sentiment. Like, if you make a game that somebody else can make a clone of in a couple of days, then that probably wasn't, you know, wasn't meant to be. I get that you're pissed if you make something and then Zynga makes something that's very similar to it and uses all of their advertising dollars to make a bunch of money off of your thing. Right. But like, I don't know, man. It's easy for me to say, cause I've got an indie game that's impossible to clone. Right. We have meaningfully, a, you have a business model that's impossible to clone. I have a, we have a, we have a product that's impossible to pirate. Yeah. Zynga's not interested in us. We have a product that uh, contains pirates. We're not pretty enough to get molested by Zynga. Uh, WVO Quine says, Two, how about reducing the C penalty slightly on enemies killed with harpoon just so that harpoon won't nearly always be strictly worse than just plain old attacking sea creatures? Well, so th- some 
pretty significant love was given to Harpoon in a recent content rollout, and I'm not sure that anyone has discovered it yet. I think that maybe I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to consult the the KOL wiki to see if this is a thing. Um, yeah, so people do not know about the thing that makes Harpoon totally worth using now uh, under certain circumstances. So let's, let's wait until everything about Harpoon is discovered, uh, which it should be now that I've prompted this. And then we'll see. Costanza Foss says, should the oversized fish scaler get a boost to make it more fish scalier? Like, for example, being able to get a bonus dull scale from any fish type in addition to any scales that normally drop, or even just working better against the rough scale fish in the reef. Maybe an upgraded version could be crafted if the original is fine as is. I mean... Uh, Saul Vomna says, On a recent show, Jake talked a bit about how combat is hard for newbies and that it should be easier on account of it's the metagame that's supposed to be the hard part. Thing is, when I was a newbie, I didn't know about the metagame. Combat was hard. I played a saucer on my first three accounts, uh, and it was brutal at times, but it was also very, very satisfying to finally kill, say, the Goblin King. What was frustrating was knowing that there were things in the game that I couldn't find. You've talked about this numerous times, especially as regards the island. I knew from the bounty hunter that there were frat boys and hippies to kill somewhere, but I didn't know where. I'd done the, I'll try the shore, no, fuck that bullshit, you want 500 meat for that? thing and everything else you've mentioned in that regard um i also had a hell of a time finding the fun house i'd clicked on the guild dudes once found that blade had stuff for me to do and the other guys didn't and never clicked the other guys again until maybe 250 days into my first ascension yeah those guys could use uh so in theory when you create an account it turns on those yellow exclamation points notifications above the main pane which are which are way out of date probably, but tell you when new guild quests are available. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's a thing that are obnoxious and so people turn them off, or if Solve Omnis specifically turned them off. You know, I mean, we could certainly, like, it, the, the guild guys could use the, like, oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna wave at you when I have a quest thing. Yeah. So that you can just go in there and see without clicking on all of them. Because it's also, those quests roll out in between levels, which probably doesn't need to happen anymore, right? Because they were there to, like, pad out there not being a lot of stuff to do. But even as somebody who knows nothing, I rarely find myself, like, midway through a level with nothing to do anymore. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, you know, so Salvam just likes the ideas about uh, Spooky Raven turning into a quest that goes that goes along over time and the island becoming a thing. I really do. I really do like the idea of the hippie who sails across in a boat made out of banana peels and then smokes them. <laughs> and so he needs you to help him get back to the island. Uh, Wax says, Jake, please push F5 since I'm probably listening live and I like to be able to add input to your discussions with Scully by editing this post. <coughs> by editing. <coughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. <coughs> That's where the money is. Yeah. Fuck, sorry. Um, yeah, man. I don't understand. The, the sick that everybody else got involves a lot of coughing. And I have had, say, maybe three times since, since it 
entered into the edges of my awareness. Oh, you're sick. Three times where there's just been like an hour where I couldn't stop coughing. So I don't know what the fuck. You have a cluster cough? Yeah, apparently. I don't, like, I very, very rarely get chest colds, or I used to at least, because every cold I ever got just got to my tonsils and was like, fuck yeah, pain party in the tonsils. And now that's not happening, so I'm just like my, the front half of my, the front half of the interior of my head is just one big scab, and uh, yeah, maybe every 38 hours I have an hour coughing fit. Yeah. Maybe this is what colds are like for people without fucked up tonsils. Nightball says, so I ran some numbers and it looked like Boris can receive a 79% crit rate entirely from equipment if he so chose, and using mostly high quality gear to boot. Why doesn't Jarlsberg have any real way of boosting spell crit in the same way? What are your design thoughts about crits versus spell crits? Are spell crits a thing you generally want to be rare? No, it's just a thing that I'm... I guess this didn't need to be a thing with Jarlsberg, but... One thing that I absolutely want to do when I get around to revamping the sorcerer stuff is make it so spell crits are not a thing that make people that make optimizers angry. Right? I didn't want like critting on spe- like because the response to spell crits has been so negative. Uh, not that not from like rank and file dudes, but like you know just from people who write opinions about things in the forums. Um. You're at least uh, distinct in your uh, temperaments. <clears throat> also, Avatar of Jarlsberg was all kinds of fun. Thanks, guys. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Uh, let's see. Lady Kiri says, Oh, and so I'm not just shitting up the thread with off-topic book discussion. I'll also give another super thumbs up for Age of Jarlsberg. Uh, super thumbs up is like a regular thumbs up, except that my thumb has a band-aid on it, so it's better than everyone else's thumb. Hey, guys, says Joe's Mool 123 Is the traveling trader dead? It's been one year, seven months, 17 days since we saw his wonderful shop, and we're beginning to get concerned about his well-being. Has anyone checked on him lately to make sure he's still breathing? Oh, he's breathing. Uh, Wax says, Sneaky Pete's healing ability needs to be strike badass pose, and if you use it in combat, it also stuns for one round. We'll make nine. We will make the Sneaky Pete. Costanza Faust says, Is the Merkin Temple going to have Merkin apple pie? Oh, because it's American. Mark. American apple pie. Uh, Mount Vesuvius says, Will we ever see any mythology-related content? I am totally down for it. Imagine how awesome it would be if we could explore the underworld, scale Mount Olympus, etc. I guess we haven't done a whole lot of, like, explicitly mythology-themed things. Does, does like... Does the Odyssey count as mythology? I guess it was it was fiction to begin with, right? Right. So it's not... I mean, once we get a couple more (coughs) items of the year in, we will probably end up at mythology for our content for the year. Yeah. The hard part about doing mythology is also the hard part about, like, quoting Pulp Fiction in our game, though. So much of mythology depends on horrible things happening to people or people doing things to each other that we wouldn't normally talk about in our game. Right. Although, you know, if with uh, there's there's a lot of, of mythology. You know, we could... I could imagine doing, like, a Labors of Hercules thing where... I don't know. They say Medusa, but the KOL take on Medusa is instead of having snakes for hair and turning you to stone, uh, she's just black. Um, 
I was trying to make a, a Medea joke, but I don't actually know what that is. Okay. Um, so then I was thinking Big Mama's House, but then I couldn't figure out any way to work that in. God, I hate Martin Lawrence. Uh, Scully says, Kodrick, when did you learn guitar? How long did it take you? What's your favorite thing to play? I I am still learning guitar. <laughs> I started... When you have a lifelong was, love of learning guitar. Yeah, I would say that I was like five or six when I started trying to play it, and maybe freshman in high school when I actually got serious about learning how to do it. And uh, I'm still not very good at it, but good enough to accompany like a sing-along, which is pretty much all I was looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could, you know, you could definitely like campfire... You know, you can do a, you can get a you can get a lot of a lot of traction around a campfire just by knowing a handful of chords and being able to being able to transition between them quickly. Yeah, like a, I'm a I'm a singer who plays enough guitar that I can sing behind it, I guess. But uh right now my favorite thing to play is TLC's Waterfalls. Because there's nothing funnier than a white dude singing a like a hip hop song. So uh that are you gonna like, become? Are you gonna become the next one-hit wonder? Yeah. On terrestrial radio. That is my goal. I actually really there's <clears> something <throat> really satisfying about the rap at the end of Waterfalls. That you know, like sometimes just certain combinations of words just kind of feel good in your brain, mm-hmm. and that definitely is one. That that series of. Almost random words, like it barely means anything, but it's super fun to say out loud. So I recommend it, everybody. It's uh, G D F C, pretty much uh, one measure a piece over and over and over. That's waterfalls, and uh, go do it. It's fun. You can also get a lot of you can get a lot of miles out of the uh, learning to play the Travis cover of "Hit Me Baby One More Time." <laughs> oh yeah, that is. It's pretty. It's play. pretty easy to play. Uh, and it's it's it uses a lot of chords that are pretty easy to add some flourishes to just by you know lifting up a finger and putting it back. Yeah. Um, it has that satisfying A minor to E major, like flamenco chord progression going there. Yeah. I thought it was weird when we were at a meet in London. We were doing our a little sing along, and uh, we had just done I think Re or Brains, and then I started playing You've Got to Hide Your Love Away by the Beatles, and just silence, like dead silence. Nobody had ever heard that song before. You know, I have heard it, but I would not probably recognize the beginning of it if you started playing it, and I would certainly not know any of the words to it. Uh, It was just weird to go from, like, one of the deeper tracks on the airplane over the sea to, like, the Beatles, one of their number one hits, and everybody was like, hey, what? What is that? I wish that I I could play any of... The songs on the airplane over the sea, besides the airplane over the sea, because uh-huh. it's like that's not a bad song, but it is not probably even in my top five songs oh, no. on the album. And every other song on that album just has something that I can't do on the guitar. Yeah, like I do Two Headed Boy, but that's got the G to the B. Yeah, the G to B, chord. which is fucking tricky, unless you're doing it as power chords, which I think he kind of was. But I just kind of kept going because I really wanted to play that, so I just kept switching from the regular G to the bar B, to the bar B, 
and throwing mm-hmm. shrimp on it until I can yep. do it. I was I'm getting close to being able to like quickly get to a, a bar uh, B flat, I guess, by because you need that to do Paco Bell's cannon. Oh uh, yeah, uh, starting from G, and so just sitting there, just going through that progression over and over again, and it's just so satisfying. Hmm. That it's like, all right, well, I remember this is how I learned how to transition between chords is just by doing it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And like, it's really hard to get my hands into this position because I never really learned to do bar chords. But everything else that I learned how to do on a guitar that I can now do totally effortlessly was also really hard. Yeah. Um, it's just that, I, you know, I feel like I, you, you get to a point where it's like, all right, well, I can play a bunch of stuff. So now I'm not going to do anything challenging anymore. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I've gotten to the point where I can play something that I enjoy listening to. So I'm done. And, you know, keep pushing yourself. Uh, Jick, do you have any cool skulls like skills like Scully? Why or why not? I had to rewrite this question three times to keep it from sounding like I assumed you didn't have any skills. Huh. I got some I got some skills, I think. Um, I, you know, I you kind of play some instruments like I feel like a lot of the stuff that I know how to do, like, I'm I'm good at pool. I'm good enough at pool that anybody who doesn't play pool is really impressed by my pool playing, but against people who can play pool well, I'm not good enough so to really play, hang. You play pool like I play guitar? Yeah, or, I mean, I, you know, I think I also kind of play guitar like you play guitar, right? Like, it's enough to... Impress my mom, and she's not faking it. You know, right. kind of the way I play piano, too. Like, you just noodle around on a piano and not play anything that sounds bad. You know, just, like, make stuff up or whatever. Or just, like, figure out how to play, like, you know, the sort of, like, church organ version of whatever song. Right. Uh, and then everybody's like, wow, how'd you learn that? Like, I just figured it out right now as I was playing it. And they're like, oh, my God. But then, you know somebody who is actually a musician is not impressed. I guess every, I I guess what I am, what I am describing is the situation where like, I am better at uh, at everything that I know how to do. I am better at it than all of the people who are worse than me at it, but not as good at it as all of the people who are better than me. That's deep. Yeah. Well, but that's not saying anything at all. Right. Right. Well, like, with your piano playing skills, say, like, if I sit down for a couple of weeks and, with the sheet music to Hallelujah, I can learn to play Hallelujah pretty smoothly. But if somebody asks me to play a different song, I can't. But you seem to have learned, like, scales and chords on the piano to where you could play a couple of different things without just learning a song at a time. And it's like, it's, I think it's the same with guitar. Like, you learn to, you can kind of do those little improvisations and flourishes. And you've learned more accordion than I ever had in what seems like half the time. So, like, you're good at stuff. You're good I think, enough. But I never, I was never able to do that on the piano until I started playing the guitar, though. Like, figuring out, like, oh, okay. So th- there are just, like, in, over the course of a composition... There are moments at which there are lists, there are exclusive lists of notes that you can play that will sound right Right. at this moment, you know, and then there are like, you know, interstitial moves that you can make, but generally like 
this song is a bunch of things that are all part of a C chord and then a bunch of things that are all part of an F chord or whatever. I don't know the names of anything and you know, it's, 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 it's weird because I didn't get any theory instruction growing up. Like we, like when I was taking piano lessons, it was always like the repertoire book and the technique book, but never the theory book. Because I think that the people teaching piano just didn't care about that. Like it was piano lessons was a source of church organists and that was it. Right. Like that's what that like one kid will take this seriously enough that when the current church organist dies, we can have them be a new church organist until they die. And so that's the that's the the piano teacher ecosystem. The circle of life. You know, and and I, like it, the 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 tech the, the the theory stuff got way too mathy for people who didn't really care about math, or just like didn't want to didn't want to like break something beautiful down into something that could be explained. <laughs> Maybe I actually got a lot of theory in choir. Like, oh yeah, she. I already knew how to read music from church, but she went over like how to read music and like circle of fifths. And time signatures and accidentals and scales and all that shit. But then I had that the year of community college that I took was almost all uh, music theory classes because I was going to be a high school music teacher mm-hmm. back in the day. So uh, that was all the theory that I got. Theoretically. Mm. And then I tested the theories and uh, formed hypotheses about them. You're doing science. Yeah. And you're still alive. With music. Both of yous, what's the most absurd thing in the game? How do you feel about it? <clears throat> ah, man, I have lost all sense of what is and is not absurd. Yeah. And I feel alien. Uh, both of yous, Avatar of Taco Cat. That's not a question. It's a demand. Ugh, God. I don't want to redraw all the art in the game to be gross and blurry. Both of you, in the interest of bacon creep, can you add a fish to the sea that is the bacon of the sea? Nope. Pretty confident that neither of us would ever do that. Yeah. I mean, the we made the jokes we wanted to make about bacon and with the, the Think Geek catalog thing, which was kind of, hey guys, jokes about bacon are kind of tired. Yeah. Scully, why didn't Avatar Bjarlsberg have more unique interactions with the people of Loathing vis-a-vis the Zombie Master and Boris? I feel like uh, the only time we get to see Jarl's sniveling dorky self is in the prologue and epilogue of the runs. Uh, the sandwich needs some meat, bacon specifically. Uh, I do invo- enjoy the food descriptions, they just don't have a sense of perspective of the Avatar. I hope that makes sense. Well, so that I mean, those are the main parts of the writing that you did that actually gave him a lot of that personality. I just kind of hinted at it in the stuff that I wrote. So when Riff... When Riff wrote all of the stuff for Zombie Master, I was like, I looked at it and I was just like, fuck, man, I do not want to do all of the work that is going to be required to make these NPCs behave differently for this guy. Then I was like, eh, you know, all this writing is funny, so Chris, make this work. But at this point, like, so we we generalized... <clears throat> and I wish th- I wish that we had done this. I mean, this would this would actually be a really good opportunity for getting some extra writing in to challenge pads. 
it is it is now generalized such that everything that the council says is stored in word buckets that we could create another set of and write a in path version of everything the council says right um and that could that could be expanded to other ones and if, and if i had been thinking i would have i would have had you write a set of those for Jarlsberg, right or for and if i'd been thinking i would have done it for boris um i don't think there weren't a lot of interactions with other people in boris i think that clancy felt like more of a thing because there were those quests that required you to go interact with him every few levels so like every day you got to you got to talk to Clancy as Boris and it kind of kept you in there. Yeah. You know, it's just that because, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the Jarlsberg stuff, just the, the, the personality things are not as, were not as. I don't think like, I don't think the council would have dealt differently with Jarlsberg or, or Jarlsberg with the council. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that level of, of stuff is necessary. Yeah, but it's also not that much writing, and it would... Yeah, it, like, I, I totally agree that in the future we can do it. Yeah. But I, I can see why that didn't occur to you. Yeah. Um, huh. Apparently there's some server issues going on. Whoa. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to have to text Jeff for one second here. Ah, Christ. What is this? Jeff has a million different things. A million different. He sent me some kind of contact thing that has 900 different know if this means that like a hard drive is crashing on dev or what but it is no good no good at all oh shit can't start a session yeah um it could also be that the hard drive filled up i guess sshd is still responding it's actually pretty fast Nope, hard drive's not full. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, maybe I will uh, have that... to go to the data, the data center soon. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's up? We got an hour till rollover, so that's fine. I'll be able to, be able to resolve it. Well, shit. Everything is falling apart at the same time at the goddamn server place uh okay well you know one thing that is still working is the forums so the game itself is down or it's just dev down no it's just dev no. can't log into dev uh here's an idea for the future allow players to sell their hard-earned girls points by making their own buckets or fragments or whatever then you never have to sell actual buckets again the dick stabbers can just wait for points to be available in the mall before they waited a new content ah uh, hmm I don't know if that works the same. Jake Scully, have either of you noticed by now that this is the Monday, April 7th radio thread, but the Monday is actually April 8th? Says Lady Kyrie. April Fools. 
<laughs> Solazar says, I'm a big fan of the chat effect granted by the Naughty Origami writing crop. Would you consider making that effect available as an item, usable on sale for others? The origami is a 17 million Mr. former Mr. Store item, and not everybody who would enjoy the effect can afford to pay that. 17 million meat is not that much. If for, we let you cast it on other people, it would be a rape. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because it is, it's mildly naughty and suggestive. <laughs> Did you consider giving Yarlsberg torso awareness, says Rachel Neely? Not torso awareness, but proper awareness. Like, he's so self-aware that he couldn't help but notice his torso. Not that he needs more power, just wondering. No, because I thought it was interesting that the only way that you can use shirts is if you go moxie sign. Uh, let's see. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Well, I guess he's going to have them reboot dev. Ah, fuck. Well, let's start shit. Uh, okay. Hey, Jake and Scully, why don't ranged weapons have a bigger part in the game? Despite the fact that you're penalized for not using them as a moxie class, there seem to be very few skills related to their use, and not a single one I can recall that's an attack move. Is there a reason for this? If not, might there be some love for all the ranged weaponry in the kingdom when the class revamps hit? Uh, yeah. Sure, maybe. Chemix1006 says, when do you think the next big content dump will be besides the next Avatar of Path? Crimbo 2013, the usual stuff you get asked about. All we do is usual stuff, man. There's a, I mean, the next, the next challenge path is content D, I suppose. I don't know if it's a huge dump. Uh, I'm no, I'm no judge of how huge a dump, a dump is. I just wanted to talk about poop again. Yeah, <clears throat> Gleeb says, what are the odds of ZapCon 2 happening? I wanted to go, but wasn't free this weekend. Um, probably pretty good. We gotta, you know, it's like everything else. We gotta figure out a way to not lose a bunch of money on it. Um, but I'm, but I'm confident that we can. On Jarlsberg discussion, says Wack, would you say that Jarlsberg's personality is that he doesn't have one? No. I thought he had a pretty clear... By the time you have that whole interaction with uh spoiler alert at the end i think that he, yeah i think that he he emerges in full he's what did i what did i tell you arrogant germaphobe yeah okay those were the two those were the two things um hey well that's the end of the forum thread and i should probably get to where i can actually pay attention to the problems that we're having with the dev server okay um let's see so yeah we'll go out on some music and we'll see you all next week. Alrighty. Night, everybody.